You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For all things ATL. For everything Falcons. First to the end zone, touchdown! This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host... Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy Dylan Matthews alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Peachtree Football. Make sure you guys like this podcast, download Peachtree Football, and subscribe to Peachtree Football. We are wherever you get your podcast. That is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, Peachtree Football is there bo morgan it is our first edition yes because monday was kind of a reaction episode so this is really and truly our first off-season edition of peace street football we are officially now in the off-season and you know it, it's it's a thing it's a thing so you know it it is what it is what's up lola lola's in lola's in the pie yeah what's up, i had to lola? put her up here because she was she was begging to get up there. She had to yeah. be with dad. Whatever dad's doing, Lola wants to be a part of. It's all good. But, nah, man, we're we're officially in the offseason. How, how does it feel? I know you, you talked about earlier, it's always kind of bittersweet to be in the offseason. But now that we're officially here, you don't have to travel or even go to Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Sunday. I mean, you know, what, what's, what's that like? Uh, well, it means that um, – it means that – Saturday, instead of using it as a rest day and getting ready for the game and final yeah. touches on the broadcast and prep and maybe watching some college football, <clears throat> I will be um, cleaning the office, which is where I'm at now. This, okay. is, this is like a den built. It's a big, you know, it's my basement basically, but it's like a yeah. den, a man cave. I don't like man cave. I hate that term. Um, really? <clears throat> yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just kind of. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's uh it's so cliched and just kind of goofy. Um, this is uh this is my I like I like it and liking this to a den. You know. Yeah. It's, um, it's a place you can watch TV, but it's not the main TV room. Uh, I would have I would have never expected you to hate the term man cave. I don't know why. I did, I just thought you would have loved that term. I, I can't believe you don't like the term man cave. It's just it's not for me. <laughs> this is not my man cave. This okay. is like. This is like a den. This is like yeah. a playroom. It's okay. like a family room, a rec room. It's just gotcha. not. It's turned into my office. Is what it's right. turned into, um, which is good. But my office has gotten dirty, and there's you know you you I'm not you see that corner right there is a box. I, I see I'm, I see a little like literally this much of a flap of a box because yeah. you're yeah you're covering yeah. It. Well, I try to block it with my camera yeah. and not let you see it. But I mean if you know like you're doing um, the best. but I can't but, really um, see it. <laughs> but yeah um. 
the, the pool table's become a storage unit basically back there. Um, so I gotta I gotta get everything squared away. So, you know, <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll say this, and I think this will lead us into our first topic. Uh-huh. Um, this off season is different because this year, you know, obviously wanted to make the playoffs, and that was disappointing to be out. Right. But this year, this year felt like a step towards something bigger. And um, yes. and it was also like, we could just get through this year. You know, there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. And, I, you know, I've seen what I like. I like I like what I've seen from Ritter. Mm. But that's got me excited. And now <clears throat> I kind of feel like, hey, um, there. This is, an, this is the start. And I think all Falcons fans should feel this way of an exciting offseason where we're going to have a top 10 pick. Um, we're going to have a little bit of money to spend and maybe add some guys, maybe not all on day one. I think we, I think we're probably, I would expect us to have a day one guy and then the rest be, um, and I say day one, a week one guy, you know, one of the first wave of signings. And then I think we'll be very active, um, in the second and third weeks of free agency where you're getting, where there are some really good players there, um, that you can get. But I just think the name recognition is going to be a little bit bigger. I think Falcons fans, um, I think there's a lot to be excited about. I feel like this is a year where we can spin and really make this roster better um, and add a little bit higher tier of free agent than we've been able to do in the last few years. And that does roll right into our first topic. You were right. Thank you for making this transition easy on me because we will have a lot of money to spend. We will be able to bring in some good top free agents, hopefully that we can sign to longer-term deals because Terry Fontenot, the front office, they intentionally signed guys last season to short-term deals. That way they could really have, you know, a lot more money to spend. They can make decisions based on, you know, who they want to sign long-term. And they, they didn't want to, going into this offseason, they knew a lot of money would be freed up. And they didn't want to go into this offseason with, uh, with some, like, little contracts here and there lingering. So they just signed everybody to kind of one-year deals intentionally to kind of be able to start with a clean slate going into this offseason. But some guys played very well this season who were on one-year deals, and now we got to figure out whether we want to bring them back or not. And then there's one guy who is off his rookie deal, and we got to see if we want to bring him back. So let's go ahead and start with our guys that were on the team last year. And uh, we're going to decide whether or not we should bring them back next year because Arthur did say he wanted to start internally when it comes to uh, re-signing his own players. So the first name, Lorenzo Carter. He was pretty good. He had spurts here and there where he had flashes. Um, he had the he had a it wasn't a pick it wasn't a pick six. He had a fumble return for a touchdown. Or was it No, a he six? had a pick six it and a, a pick fumble. Okay. He had a pick six and then he had a block punt. Okay. Pick six oh. and a block punt. So he made some very, very dynamic plays, scored a couple of times, and um, you know, got some sacks here and there. Played well. Don't know, in my opinion, if he is at if he should get like starter type of money and i mean you could say you could bring all these guys back for the right price so i don't want to cheat my way out of that so well uh, look here, uh-huh. here's the deal uh here's how we evaluate here's how i evaluate here's what yeah. helps me um look at what i did what look at what he did yeah. uh, or look what he was making last year 
or this season. So this season he was on a one-year deal for three and a half million dollars. Yeah. Um, he had fifty-five tackles this season. Um, four. Well, he actually had more than that. He had, I think, he had around fifty-eight tackles, mm-hmm. but he had around four sacks, some tackles for loss. He had a pick. He had some big plays. Locker room guy. Right. So if I can get a guy back like that, I would take him. At what? Um, maybe we give him a two-year deal worth, uh, you know, ten, 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 ten and a half, eleven million dollars, guarantee a, the first year, fully guarantee. You know, say you know, we're going to guarantee this much at signing. So maybe, um, maybe guarantee him four at signing, and maybe he, you know, maybe he only counts like and make that a signing bonus, and maybe only counts a million against the cap this year. You know, the way you structure it. And then, um, and uh, you know, or uh, or front load it all, and then next year it just comes off the books if you don't want him. But I, I, I he was a guy that I would, uh, he's a guy that I would try to bring back absolutely. And I don't want to get too much mm-hmm. in the contract because he gets really the yeah, minutia of it is really goofy. But yeah, I would absolutely yeah. have him back at you know maybe ten million dollars over two years, uh, maybe eleven. I, I mean, you know, I don't think he got a huge raise this year, but I do think he earned some a uh, little bit more money, and I think he's a key part. I'd like to have him back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, team friendly I, deal, yeah. Team, yeah, definitely a team friendly deal because he, I think he would be a good uh, rotational piece uh, at that outside linebacker slash edge rusher position. So I would be there. I, I would be okay for the right price. Um, and I don't think Lorenzo Carter would field too many offers. Like you know, Lorenzo Carter is a very good player, and like you said, good locker room guy. But on the same token, I don't think teams are going to be breaking down the door to try and re-sign him. So I think that bodes well for the Falcons trying to re-sign him to a more team friendly deal. Yeah, and I also think it might be on what they want to do defensively. Right. Like the scheme. Maybe they don't want – maybe they want to – they don't you – know, you know, he's 6'5", 250, a yeah. big dude. He could, he can put his hand down the trenches, but maybe you want to get a little bit bigger guy. Um, yeah. Maybe you want to get a more of an uh, another kind of an Audi type guy uh, size-wise over there. So. so, we are of the opinion we would like to bring Lorenzo Carter back. Hopefully, he gets a little bit more of a free, free, uh, team-friendly deal. But we want to bring him back. Okay, next guy, Caleb McGarry. Obviously, we know the Falcons did not pick up his fifth-year option. He is an unrestricted free agent this season. Do the Falcons re-sign him because he did have a career year this year, played very well. Obviously, he still has some moments where he struggled in pass protection. The whole offensive line did. But, Bo, are you bringing Caleb McGarry back? Well, um, I'm not going to overpay for Caleb McGarry. So I think you're, my answers are all going to be the same. I personally yeah. think they want to bring him back, and I think they will. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to retool the entire offensive line. He was right. a he had moments, but with a guy like Ritter, who's a little bit mobile, who can move around, um, it makes you worry less about him being an average pass blocker. But he is an above average run blocker and on a team that wants to run the ball. So I think that they're gonna want him back. He he had his first full offseason last year. He's had health issues, he's had family issues in his other years, which have hamstrung him. You know, maybe a three year forty million dollar deal and you pay the guy what something like twelve a year, um, something like that. Maybe if he'll sign it, he might want longer. Um, I don't know. This will be his fifth, you know, next year will be his fifth year in the league. But yeah, I would bring him back because, you know, right tackles don't grow on trees. And when and when right. you go get one on the open market, they're extremely expensive. Um, yep. So I think you have to be very, um, you know, 
very wonder you know cautious there but yeah i absolutely think um he's a guy you look at uh you look at bringing back i completely agree because of this reason like you said if you go out and get a free agent right tackle it's going to be very expensive and what i don't want the falcons to do this offseason i don't want them to spend a whole bunch of money on just one position even though it, i would be a little more okay with it if it was a trenches position, but we have so many holes we need to fill. We have so much depth we can, you know, bring on this roster with the money we have to spend. I would really just like to see this team do a good job of just spreading the wealth a little bit so we could get, you know, a good player here, a good player here, maybe a, a little bit of a, a really good player here, but just spread the wealth around and not spend too much money on one position where, we're getting one really, 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 really good player, maybe even a Pro Bowl type player, and then we're just kind of filling in with meh players the rest of the way. Let's just get some. Let's just get some good players uh, to fill out throughout the entire roster, and with that, you can you know you can get Caleb McGarry. You can continue to develop him because, like you said, uh, he's a very good run blocker. He's he's shown that all year, and I don't think that's changing. You continue to develop him as a pass blocker, and Desmond Ritter is gonna help help him out. Um, with his uh, elusivity so I I, th- I think that'd be okay and then I think it says something to be re-signing your own guys that's a good sign and you know Kayla McGarry is in a finished product so you you continue to to work on him and uh, develop him as a pass blocker so I think yeah. you bring Caleb back well and look we've already tried though let's bring in a guy to make him compete for his job and Jermaine Effetti couldn't get on the field Effetti nope. couldn't beat him out good point and, and you need to address the left guard you know, I mean, yep. Justin Schaefer may be the guy, but he's not taking an NFL snap, and he uh-huh. couldn't get off the practice squad this year. So um, maybe, you know, you look at, you know, Elijah Wilkinson might have made himself some money, but I think you got to upgrade. So go look at what you can do uh, at left guard. That's where I yes. would upgrade because the interior yes. is, is so important. I think McGarry's good enough. So if you can sign him to a deal that it works for everyone, go for it. So, yeah, I'm yep. in on McGarry. Yeah, I'm in on Caleb McGarry as well. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, next one. Alameda Zacchaeus. Alameda Zacchaeus, I really felt like brought some stabilization to this wide receiver room because he was one of the longest tenured Falcons on this team, was the longest tenured Falcon in the wide receiver room. Um, You know, I'm sure he did, you know, had some work in, you know, bringing Drake London along and helping him out and maybe mentoring him slightly. I don't know if he fully mentored him or not, but, you know, I'm sure he gave him tips here and there. And, you know, I I think there is something to be said about that. And and Alameda Zacchaeus was a, whether it was for Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter, he was a reliable target all year. It seemed like, seemed like Alameda, you know, everybody's going to drop passes here and there, but for the most part, Alameda Zacchaeus, when you needed him, he was the guy, and he he made clutch catches, and you know he helped move the ball. So I'm for getting Alameda Zacchaeus because I think, um, along with Drake London, along with Kyle Pitts, I think you need another um, receiver to you know 
to to go along with this core. And I think Alameda Zacchaeus should be a part of that. And then maybe you bring in one extra wide receiver. So I, I'm I I would like to keep Alameda Zacchaeus. Well, I love OZ. Um, gotten to see him kind of mature as a player. Yeah, I'm sure he did help teach Drake how to be a pro as far right. as, you know, the little things right. about pro nuances. Right. He's a guy, though, and I need some men. I need the guys instead of a guy, and we need another of the guy. Just <laughs> Drake and Kyle need help. And yeah. this, this wide receiver core was, honestly, Drake, London, and a bunch of dudes. It's true. And OZ was the best of those dudes. It's true. So if I can bring him back as a third or fourth receiver, um, extremely cheap, great. But I, I need to upgrade that position. So he's not a priority for me at this point. Um, he's not a priority. I need to fight, figure out a way to upgrade that position because it's not very good. It, the room yeah, is not very right. – the skill set in that room is not great right now. So um, they have signed a guy named Josh Ali who was uh, active the last couple of weeks. To a, he's a burner. Little six foot guy. He he played ball in Kentucky, um, and uh, he's a guy that I think he they've signed him to a futures contract. So I think he's a guy that has a chance to make this team out of camp next year. But I've got to upgrade. So it, you know, if it's between OZ and an upgrading to another another to a real to me, which is a real standout number two, I'm going with that over OZ. So not Agreed. saying no, but right that. now it's not my priority. Okay, okay, I like that. Definitely understand because we, I mean, there were there were a lot of times where you know you would talk about it, Wes would talk about it. You know, there weren't, there weren't enough guys creating separation, and uh, Drake London, who's very good at contested catches, you know, Alamade is maybe not necessarily that guy when you know you wanted a 50 50 duel. I mean, even though Drake could be that guy, and Kyle could be that guy, Kyle was hurt, and Drake was the only, I mean, only other guy out there really being able to catch 50 50 ball. So, um, we'll see what happens there. Next one. Isaiah Oliver. Uh, he he was unfortunately he unfortunately got hurt um, at the beginning of last season. Missed all, uh, missed the rest of last season. Came in a little late this season. Um, seemed to come on pretty strong though towards the end of the year. Um, no huge dynamic plays, but again, you could say that is a good thing um, when you're talking about a corner. Didn't hear his name called a whole lot, so that's a pretty good thing. How you feeling about Isaiah Oliver? Yeah, I want Isaiah Oliver back. Um, Isaiah Oliver to me is a depth guy at a, at a at a at a position that lacks it, and I think having him at the nickel, playing at a high high level, because I think he can play the nickel very well. He's a physical guy. Um, I think you're better defensively on the field in the secondary. I don't think he's, a, you know, he's a guy you can bring back on a one year deal, kind of kind of give him a prove it deal. Maybe he can make some money somewhere else. But yeah, I think he um, he. The growth he's shown at the at the nickel position, uh, based over where he was as a player on the outside, is 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 been uh, night and day. Yeah, and you need a nickel corner in this league. I don't think I think your defense is better with a guy like that. A big he's a he's a physical DB. So I don't want to sit here and say we're bringing back every damn player, but I do think Isaiah is a guy <laughs> that I'd want on my defense next year. I mean, that's just what it is. I you you with all the empty sets and you know uh, three wide receiver sets that teams are running these days like you said it is a necessity it's not a it's not a a, a luxury or anything like that. it's a necessity to have a good nickel corner if you want to be a good defense a good defense in this league it's a necessity 
And I think Isaiah Oliver provides that for us. Um, like you said, big physical corner. I, I love everything Isaiah Oliver brings to that position. So definitely want him back. And the guy I can already tell you that I know both of us want him uh, want, want back, Rashawn Evans. Leading tackler on this team. He was a Bo, he was a top four, top five tackler in the NFL this year, wasn't he? I know our guy Foyer in Jacksonville uh, led the league in tackles again. Rashawn Evans was top four, top five this year, wasn't he? Yeah. So um, got to have him back. Yeah, he's um, – well, again, I think the new D.C. will have, get to have some um, some say in that. But, yeah, Rashawn Evans, if you were if you were upset that they lost Foyer last year and you thought they should have kept him, but they couldn't – you knew they couldn't because of money. Right. Then you have to re-sign Rashawn Evans because the mm-hmm. guy had uh, 160 tackles, a um, couple of sacks – you know, some some tackles for loss. Uh, he was a very good player. And he's the kind of guy that you need on your roster. You need a guy like him along with a guy like Troy Anderson. So, um, Going to bring veteran presence to this probably, young linebacking core. Yeah, and if you're listening, you're like, well, we got we to gotta upgrade the defense. You're absolutely right. Yeah. We're not talking about positions, though, that nest, that that you're going to get much better for your, your bang for your buck. Now, Rashawn Evans might have outpriced himself for what you want to pay. Maybe. But I know Rashawn wants to be here. He told us that. Yes. The upgrades of this defense, and we're not going to get into these guys, but <laughs> your, your front four uh, or your front three, you need to upgrade other than Grady. Yeah. you got to build some guys. A couple of these guys, I think Abdul Anderson's the guy you'll see next year. Right. On this roster, but he's not going to be a starter where he has been this year. He should not be. And then, you know, that other that 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 cornerback position where Casey Hayward may or may not be back. I think they can save money not having him back. Yeah. And then, you know, Darren Hall is not it, man. I need an upgrade over you know, Darren Hall be on this team because he was a he was a he was a, a, a fourth round draft pick right. uh, in, in 21 draft. So he's got another uh, year or uh, two on the team under contract, technically. But. I need to upgrade over that. He needs to be a backup. He's not a starter right now. So exactly the the corner Armstrongs of the world that you see playing, uh, maybe even the D offers who wasn't bad, but still just he shouldn't be he shouldn't be seeing a lot of the field. Uh, um, D uh, D offer Darren Hall, like you said, and uh, guys like you know Abdul Anderson need to be rotational guys. So uh, yeah, t- Timmy Horn, a guy who again is is okay, solid, but needs to be a rotational guy. Don't need to be in there uh, as a starter. So, as we move along, uh, Rashawn Evans definitely needs to be kept. Another guy I personally think needs to be kept as the uh, second tight end, Michael Pruitt. I mean, guy has made big catches. He's, he obviously has a little bit of a nose for the end zone. Scored, I think, five touchdowns, four or five touchdowns on the year. Michael Pruitt, uh, he, he's a solid blocker. He needs, to, he needs to be on this team next year. Now, I think you get him at a pretty team-friendly deal. I think Michael Pruitt should be a Falcon next year. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Yeah, he's a he's a backup. Um yeah, good and backup. He was a backup that was forced into action, and all he did was was 
find himself being in the right place at the right time. Um, he had four four touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, because he caught one last week. Um, but I mean, yeah. I mean, he. I have no issues with bringing him back. In fact, I went over this. Me and Wes were going over guys before the game today, just just kind of you know going through and you know just kind of comparing mental notes and, and our own thoughts and 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 sometimes we do that and those are those are the kind I love those those are so much fun for me to do and right. um, but you know I think your your tight end room I, I don't think you need Ferksker here next year no nope. so I think you're looking at maybe going in. Um, depending on if they, unless they, they, they find a guy, they sign that upgrades them behind Kyle. Um, I think you're looking at Kyle and Pruitt yeah, and Franks and Parker Hesse and Hesse yeah. did, you know, and the way Arthur uses these guys, he uses them as, as fullbacks at times too. And right. Parker Hesse did a really good job at, 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 um, playing tight end and fullback. Um, so I could see that being your room, and I think Michael Pruitt has found at least a camp invite, uh, unless someone else. Definitely. Now, look, another team. This guy's been in the league for a little bit. Another team might come in, gobble him up, yeah, and pay him a little bit more money and make him their true number two. And we might not want to invest that money. And I'm, I'm definitely not because I think I can get, uh, maybe I can get that out of Parker Hesse. But, um, right. But I loved what Michael Pruitt did this year. I thought he was. He was a guy that just was in the right place at the right time, and he did a really good job of making big catches when this team needed it. Just seemed like he could always find a hole in the defense. Wherever it was, he found it, and uh, he always found a way to get the ball, and he he made a plays when you need a, uh, a play made. So definitely all for keeping Michael Pruitt. All right, the last one on the list before we get to some playoff picks since we got the playoff starting this weekend. And uh, this is a guy I both think we will think yeah, we could we could do a little bit better. Why don't we uh, look elsewhere? That is Elijah Wilkinson. I mean, he wasn't bad, but we didn't even see him that much. He wasn't really on the field. And again, that left guard position, we just we we just really need to find a true, good starting caliber left guard. Not a eh, man wishy washy guy. And I mean, Elijah Wilkinson was your starter, but he, again, wasn't on the field. And I just honestly think it's time to really, really invest in that position and get you and get you a real, real good, maybe even Pro Bowl. You might pay too much for that, but you know, like fringe Pro Bowl caliber left guard. Yeah, um, I thought he played well when he was there. I know he went right. through some injuries late in the year, but I, I, I've said all along I want to upgrade um, that left guard position, and uh, I'm not going to change that. You know, Elijah Wilkinson's a great fallback. Um, because I definitely think he'll be there, you know, if you can't, uh, find a guy to fill in, but I would prefer to, um, I'd prefer to upgrade that position. And, uh, that's, that's my thought on it. Um, I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I would prefer to upgrade over. I would prefer not to have to have Elijah Wilkinson starting at left guard, <laughs> but that being said, again, um, he did okay when he was in there, but I just, I need to, I can't bring back the same five. I need no. to change someone in the interior. And I think that's where I make mine. So I, I'm going to go. No, uh, as of right now. Exactly. If, if you're going to make changes anywhere on this offensive line, you're obviously not making changes at right guard. He was a pro bowler and he's gonna, probably going to be an all pro. Like I said, Caleb McGarry, I think, uh, like you said, right tackles are hard to find. Um, I think you just keep developing him. He'll be okay. You're not moving. You're not moving away from Jake Matthews. So if you're making changes on this offensive line, it's either at left guard and possibly maybe at center too. 
So, but I, I think I think these uh, I think the guy like the guys like uh, Drew Dom and Arthur and uh, Terry Fontenot. So they they might end up keeping him, but we'll see. Okay, got through our free agents. We want to keep pretty much all these guys except Elijah Wilkinson, which. There's something to be said about that. That means, you know, they've been coached up well and they've been performing pretty well. So that's good. And you need these kind of glue guys on your team to, you know, help really create a foundation. They've talked about Arthur and Terry building a culture and and these guys obviously fit the culture and we'll see if they're able to be brought back. All right, Bo, let's have a little fun to close out this uh, Friday edition of Peachtree Football. Let's make some playoff picks. The playoffs getting started this weekend. Super wild card weekend is what the NFL is calling it. And we got some pretty super matchups. So let's start in the AFC and uh, go around there. First game, Chargers and Jaguars. How are you feeling about that game, Squid Billy? Who you got? Yeah, that's your Saturday night, 8-15 kickoff um, mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. You know, I'm a it, – it's it's weird because the, the, the Chargers are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Mike Williams is questionable for the game. Dude, I Trevor Lawrence is a big game quarterback. I know he's lost mm-hmm. I know he's uh you know he's lost some lost a national title game. He's also won one. Right. I I, I I'm 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 feeling what Jacksonville's throwing down. I think ball is gonna be rocking. I'm taking the Jaguars in the points. Uh oh. Okay. He's taking Jacksonville. Is are is Justin Herbert the the quarterback you call Mister Checkdown or something like that? Is that yeah? His- and look, I'm I'm actually a Justin Herbert fan. So Justin Herbert was one of the guys I was wrong on coming out of the okay. draft. I thought Herbert was going to be, uh, I didn't think he was going to be any good. Uh, I'm not really sold on Pac-12 quarterbacks. Um, they seem to not, so. <laughs> not not you know they just they don't they don't really. I mean, there's guys that have made it. I mean, hell, John El- John Elway is a Pac-12 quarterback, Pac-10 yeah. technically back then, but um. <laughs> And Herbert is has been a hell of a player, but um, when he didn't have those guys like uh, uh, Mike Williams and um, Keenan Allen, he was a checkdown guy. And uh, you know, Austin Eckler, I think, led the team in receptions today when we played him. So I did that just to just to kind of rip some people. But uh, <laughs> I, Trevor Lawrence has had a great season, a real yeah. rookie year. This has really been his rookie year. Um, so. I'll tell you this. Um, for me, I'm taking the Jaguars. Doug Peterson, I love how he's turned this team around, and it goes to show what good coaching can do because that team was a dumpster fire with Urban Meyer last season, and now they're a playoff team. And so Doug Peterson, definitely a Coach of the Year candidate. Don't know if he'll win it because there are a lot of good candidates out there for Coach of the Year this year. But I like what the Jacksonville Jaguars have done and what they possibly could do. but. Mike Williams probably going to play. Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Derwin James is back on the defensive end. They got Joey Bosa back on the defensive end. This team is getting healthy at the right time. I can't pick against the Chargers. I think the Bolts are going to win this one. So give me the Chargers in that game. Sticking with the AFC, uh, this is one of the Sunday matchups. Dolphins, Bills. Uh, (laughs) I I think we... (laughs) With old Skylar Thompson starting, no shade to him, but uh, I think I think we know where this one is headed, Squid. Yeah, it's a 13-and-a-half-point spread. Um, 
I think Buffalo's riding a wave of emotion. Um, yeah. I could I could foresee um, Demar Hamlin being at the game in some capacity. Oh, I think he was. I think he was released. Yeah, he was. Um, he was. From I know he, I know he left Cincinnati, but I think he was released from Buffalo as well. They they, they transported him to Buffalo and they monitored him. I think he was released. Correct. So I could see him ending up in an owner suite somewhere. Um, and I've actually the owner suite is actually next to the radio booth uh, oh, in that nice. stadium, the visiting one. I know because we were there last year. So, um, so yeah, I, um, I, I yeah, I don't Buffalo. I don't, what are we going to talk about? Buffalo. It's Buffalo. They're yeah, going to be on one. Uh, they're on a mission. Buffalo. Unless Skylar Thompson turns into the second coming of Dan Marino. I don't, I don't see this one happening. So give me Buffalo as well. I don't know if they'll cover. You probably will, but nah, 13 and a half is, is a lot, but we'll see. Okay. Moving on. Uh, another Sunday game here. Ravens and Bengals now no Lamar probably even no Tyler Huntley who's dealing with shoulder tendonitis I believe so uh, uh, Anthony Brown I believe is going to be the, the the next option if Tyler Huntley can't play again this is looking like the same sort of thing <laughs> that that the Ravens office is built around Lamar Jackson no Lamar Jackson so that doesn't bode well for the Ravens well, I didn't expect this game to be close, though. Um, close oh, really? Okay. I, I think that Ravens defense is really good. Yeah. Um, but I think in the end, the Bengals will pull away late. So I think this game, I think you'll get good three quarters out of this game. But I, okay. uh, but I, I do because you know you never know with weather. It, right. But but I I think in the end you're gonna look at something like thirty four to 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 fourteen or something. Sometimes thirty four to thirteen. But I think. Going into the fourth quarter, it could be a you know a twenty to thirteen game, um, and I think I think Cincinnati will pull away late in this game. All right, let's move to Seahawks and 49ers. Now this is the game I think I think it'll be close. I don't think the Seahawks are going to beat the 49ers. I'm taking the 49ers, but I think this game is going to come down to the wire. I think the four. I think. The Seahawks are going to give the 49ers all they can handle. Geno Smith, I think he's pumped up. He's playing pretty well. Pete Carroll's going to be pretty pumped up. I think they're going to do a good job of being able to – I'm not saying they're going to run all over the 49ers, but I think they're going to be able to run the ball with a little success with Kenneth Walker the third. I think the Seahawks are going to give uh, 49ers all they can handle. I think this will be a close one, but I'll take the 49ers. Yeah, um, what Geno Smith shows up, I actually think this could be the best game all year. It's tough to beat a team three times. Yeah, that's what um, you know, that's, that's it's just especially when you're playing with essentially, you know, your third string quarterback in San Francisco. Right. And I think Brock Purdy's a hell of a player, and he's Brock. played great since he started. He's even beat the Seahawks already. Yeah, but I think this game could be a lot closer than people think. But I, I, I'm Niners. I, their defense is too good. I think Geno. Yeah. Maybe he turns into the pumpkin or whatever, and the glass slipper doesn't fit or whatever the you know it is. The pumpkin. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm with I'm with you though. Um, okay. Let's move on to another Sunday game before we get to the Monday night game. Giants, Vikings. I think this will be another good game. I think it'll be another uh instant classic on uh wild card weekend. This game was close the last time these two met. Greg Joseph, 61-yard field goal to win it in the end for the Vikings. But I don't think it's so lucky this time, Bo. I think the Giants are going to win this football game. Danny Dimes, he's going to come up with at least one big throw, one big throw at the end 
to help win it for the G-Men, but I think they robbed the coattails of Saquon to get the dub mostly. But I think, I think Danny Dimes is going to make some so a couple of big throws in this one. I actually think? like that. I'm with you. I think the Giants. I think the Giants have a chance. I'm pulling for the Giants. They're a three point underdog. It's obviously uh, in Minnesota. Yeah, I think they they lost a heartbreaker on the 61 yard field goal to this team a few weeks ago. They're the Giants. So yeah, give me the Giants and the points. I'm with you, man. I, I just think uh, I think Dayball is a hell of a coach. Yes, another coach of the year candidate. And you know, I know you could say the Vikings have been one of the more consistent teams this year. They have. And Kirk Cousins has shown me that when the lights shine bright and it really comes nut-cutting time, he's been uh, consistently fraudulent. And until he proves me otherwise, I'm going to go with the opposition. So give me the Giants as well. All right, last one. Save this one best for last because it has to do with our division. The Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This one I really I really don't know, but I'm I'm actually gonna go with Tampa Bay. Dallas has been playing bad. Dak Prescott has been playing bad. Maybe he turns it around. Maybe he was getting all his interceptions out at the back half of the year to make sure he doesn't throw any in the postseason. So maybe he got them all out of his system. But I don't know. I mean, these past couple of games, it seems like he's guaranteed the other team a pick six. And if you give Brady that, I mean, Brady's gonna take advantage. So. Dak, Dak can't play the way he's been playing, and I'm not sure he's going to turn it around. So I'm going to go with the Bucks at home. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. Look, the um, uh, I think uh, t- Tom Brady's like 7-0 and all-time against Dallas. I'm going to make this one real quick, though. Mm-hmm. Donovan Smith's banged up. Robert Hainsey has a hamstring issue. Tristan Wirfs has Ooh. been playing with a high ankle sprain. Uh, Ryan Jensen might come back, but we don't know. He's not played all year. Ooh. Give me Dallas in their front seven to eat up that Bucks front five that front um offensive front I, I i don't know if brady can get the ball out quick enough no that's um, a good I call think, i know i know brady can get the ball out quick enough i don't know though if they're gonna be able to handle that pass rush and um the quick passing game i don't know if it'll be able to work against this dallas defense give me dallas and the points they're they're given they're they're a two and a half point favor they go in and win and the uh, tom brady has his first loss to the cowboys now that's a good call because you get interior pressure on tom brady you usually win that football game. So if uh, Dallas can do that, maybe they can get a couple of, again, make a couple of mistakes, fumble or two, win the football game, ride, ride, ride their defense a little bit. We'll see if uh, Dan Quinn can get this help get this uh, Cowboys team another playoff win. So we'll see. But those are our playoff picks. We told you earlier who we want to keep on the Falcons, and that's a good old Friday edition of Peach Tree Football. We'll, uh, we'll see. Hey, well, let, let's let's do something fun. Let's let's keep track of our picks this uh this offseason and see and see how we fare. Just just for fun. Why not? All right, let's do it. Okay. We will uh let you know how we did. When yeah, we make sure you back. remember who we picked, all right? Oh, I, I I got it. I got it all up here. I got it all up Perfect. here. Now, I actually might be texting you to 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 <laughs> to put it in writing, but no, nah, I, I I pretty much have a good idea of what it is. Anywho, we will let you know how we fared when we come back and talk to you again on Monday. But until then, make sure you guys like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peace Street Football as well. We are wherever you get your podcast. That is Apple Podcasts. That is Spotify. That is the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, Peace Street Football is there. For Bo Morgan, a.k.a. Squid Billy, I'm Dylan Matthews. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Peace. Hey, 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 hey,